This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. And it's that time of year to where the headlines don't have quite as much meat to them. Sometimes they're a bit of a reach. And Jenks will put a bingo marker on one of the off-season bingo tropes, which is Mm -hmm. a player saying, quote, I'm in the best shape of my life. (laughs) How many times do you feel like a player has said this? It feels like somebody says it every single offseason. Oh, every year. It's the most overused (laughs) phrase in the offseason. I'm in the best shape of my life. Oh, okay, sure. All right, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Yeah, I, I can't wait to dig into this Russell Wilson story, but I will say this. It is a little different for some players when they're coming off a season that we're not accustomed to seeing from them from them. So you think maybe like I don't I don't know what goes into offseason workouts for NFL players, particularly when you've already established yourself as a great or a superstar. But I do think there is something to having an off year and using that as extra motivation and saying, I've got to do things differently. So maybe there's something to that, especially if you're a player like Russ, who is a perfect example, who completely fell off. Doesn't mean he's going to perform this year. I don't know. But I tend to take it maybe, maybe a little more seriously when a superstar has previously struggled. I think it only matters if the player was out of shape or Mm -hmm. their weight was costing them when it comes to their sport. Because we'll see this with a lot of athletes, but sometimes it doesn't matter because as we get into this Russell Wilson story, and I guess we might as well get into it since we are talking about it. uh, The report coming out of Denver's training camp, or OTAs I should say, is that Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Broncos, is looking, quote, lean and mean. And he's (laughs) saying, quote, I'm in the best shape of my life. But, Jenks, here's my question. I feel like his struggles were not due to his weight last year. Like, it's not like he was missing passes because he was fat, because he was out of Uh. breath. I feel like Russell Wilson has always been in great shape. So, for me, this story means nothing. Like, yeah, it's great that you're working out Mm -hmm. and you're in great shape, but that wasn't the problem last year. The problem last year is that you couldn't complete the passes. So I feel like this is just a PR move to try to get some good vibes going in the direction of Russell Wilson, who I will say badly needs them. I mean, I do think he looked a little heavier and a little less mobile last season, at least accustomed to what we are normally or what we have normally seen in the past. But I think there's a few factors going on. Is Number one, Russell didn't look as lean, and he wasn't as mobile. Number two is, as you get older, it doesn't matter how lean you are. If you're a quarterback who's been around like he has, and a guy who has made plays with his feet, he has always been one of the best players in the NFL at making time for himself, getting flushed out of the pocket, and then making a play. But that gets harder to do as you get older because you're just not as nimble as you used to be. And then three, I think there was a huge ego situation at play where we've heard Mm -hmm. all the stories about him bringing in his own people and having his own office and not hanging around a team. And if you're supposed to be a leader, and this is all well-documented, this is not even speculation. And Sean Payton came in immediately and said, we're getting rid of all that. You're going to work out with our guys. 
and you're going to work out with your teammates. You're not going to have your own entourage and your own office. If you are coming into a new situation and you're supposed to be a leader, the last thing you want to do is isolate yourself from the guys, from the locker room that you're supposed to be leading. So I think you take all of those factors together and that explains why we saw what we saw from Russ last season. I do think weight was maybe a part of that, but certainly not even close to being the whole story. Yeah, I don't even think so, though, because part of the reason why he wasn't scrambling as much is because he just wasn't trying. Like when I watched the games, it simply seemed to me as somebody who's trying to preserve his career and saying, hey, I got this big contract already. I'm not going to scramble for my life, so I'm just going to go down. That's what I saw. I don't think weight's really an issue for me, but I do think the ego thing is definitely a factor moving forward. And I think when you see a huge disaster of this level for the Denver offense, it's not just one Mm -hmm. thing. It's not just Russell Wilson. It's a lot of factors at play. And look at Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think he was a great head coach. I think they brought him in because they saw, oh, he was the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. He must know something. Um, but clearly he was not fit for the job. So moving forward, you now have a huge step up when it comes to head coach and Sean Payton, who if anybody can be the quarterback whisperer, it's probably Sean Payton. So do we think we see some improvement from Russell Wilson this year? I feel like since it was so terrible last year, the only (laughs) way that the Denver Broncos offense can really go is up. They had the most, uh, we were looking at their offense and they had the most drives resulting in a turnover or a punt of any team in the NFL. So incredibly inefficient. That's not a shocking stat. If you watch them play, it feels like they were averaging like nine points a game. Mm -hmm. So even if their offense can be mediocre, this is a team that has such a great defense that they should be able to win some games. So what is your thought process on trying to prognosticate how the Broncos are going to do this year? They have to be better just by virtue of the fact that Russ was so bad last year. How many videos did we see where Russell would come to the sidelines and his the the defense? The, the Broncos defense was incredible last season. And then they'd have a stop and Russ would go out there and immediately throw a ball into the dirt or throw a pick. He was so bad last year. He only had 16 touchdowns. He was always getting sacked. He was sacked a career high 55 times last year. So the defense would play lights out. And then by the end of the game, they were worn out. They were just begging Russ to do anything. And he was so bad. And it's one thing, if you're not connected to your team, and Russell Wilson has never struck me as someone that truly connected with his teammates. He strikes me as someone who had the respect of his teammates just because he was so good at football. But once he starts being bad at football, there's already that disconnection there, and then things fall apart really, really quickly, which is what we saw. So I think getting a lot of that ego, getting that office out of the facility, that will help. I do think things will get better, and Sean Payton is a huge reason why. For him to go in and say, this is how we're going to do things, and he is certainly, when it comes to resurrecting or curating an offense, one of the best in the business, did that in New Orleans for years— I think just by virtue of the fact that Russell seems to have recommitted himself, Sean Payton is so very good at what he does. I don't know how much better Russell Wilson is going to be, but like you say, he has to be somewhat, but I can't imagine it being worse than what we saw last year. Yeah, I don't think he can be. And plus the Broncos have too much money invested in him to give up now. Like it would have to be even worse than last year for them to finally throw in the towel on Russell Wilson. 
I don't think it's, it's the case. I think that there is some room for improvement for old Russell Wilson. Uh, here's a DC story that's not a good mm-hmm. one. And I feel like I say that all the time, Jenks. Steven Strasburg's career is probably over. The one-time World Series MVP for the Nats has some severe nerve damage. And we've seen it over the past few seasons since the mm-hmm. Nationals have won the World Series. Steven Strasburg, for $245 million, has amassed one win since the year 2019. This was actually a trivia question on one of the radio shows that I was listening to mm-hmm. over the weekend. And they said, which Major League Baseball player got a $245 million contract uh, but only has one win during that stretch? And the answer is Steven Strasburg. Talk about a pricey win. One win for $245 million. How heartbreaking is it to see this trajectory that we've seen from Steven Strasburg? It's terrible. It really is heartbreaking. Look, the guy got paid. He should have got paid. He got the Nats mm-hmm. a, an MVP and a World Series. And so that that's priceless. It was an incredible performance from him. And and look, looking back now, no one could have guessed that this was going to happen to Steven Strasburg. Certainly, he had battled and has battled injuries his, his entire career. But there is a difference between battling injuries and then suffering an injury like this one, which is going to – it's going to end his career. There's no question about it. And at his peak, he was fantastic. He's a three-time All-Star career ERA of 3.24. I mentioned that World Series MVP. But now Steven Strasburg is 35 years old, which is hard for me to believe because I remember attending, I remember covering his first game in D.C. when he was just electric and he had all that hype around him and he delivered and all eyes were on D.C. It was incredible. But when you can't even work out your upper body, all he's been doing is working on his lower body. He can't do anything with his upper body. This has completely hindered any sort of even attempt at a rehab. He doesn't travel with the team anymore. He's not in the clubhouse anymore. Davey Martinez doesn't give any updates on Strasburg any longer. He's just away from the team. And so when I hear his career is likely over, it. I think it is over. There's been nothing that makes me think he's going to resume his career. And not only that, Chelsea, what they're doing now is just waiting. That's that's the game plan right now for Steven Strasburg. He's not rehabbing. He's just sitting around, and doctors are hoping maybe if he just rests a long time, then maybe he'll get some of this nerve regeneration, or maybe he'll feel better. But, yeah, he's done. Usually when it's nerves, that's a tough one to come back from. Like, isn't that what Peyton Manning was dealing with? Like, I know it's not the same place, but nerve problems are not correctable usually. But it is sad. But I will say this about contracts. You're paying for what you already got from them. So I know it's really depressing to look at $245 million and 24% of your current payroll and saying this guy is contributing nothing, but you paid for your World Series for this guy. So I think... He does deserve the money, but I think also the other factor is that 50% of your current payroll is going to Steven Strasburg, who's not even playing, and Patrick Corbin, who at one point was the most fatal pitcher in all of baseball. So I think that's the most depressing part is that's where most of your money is going. Yeah, it's tough. And 
I get it. You, if you're in that clubhouse, you say, I can't believe we're paying this guy all this money. But at the same time, well, how many of you guys have won a World Series MVP? None of you. So sometimes it's just hard luck. And honestly, he needs to look out for the remainder of his life so he doesn't have nerve damage he's dealing with for the remainder of his existence, you know? For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.